Hello and welcome to Mr. Mar's History Podcast. Google Mr. Mar History to get more help with Nationals Higher and Advanced Higher History. Now we'll look at one of the most important flashpoints of the Cold War, specifically events which took place in Berlin. Berlin is not only the modern-day capital city of Germany, but it can be argued that Berlin was the capital city of the Cold War, and certainly some key events took place there. We are going to discuss the two main ones, focusing on events in the late 1940s, and then events in the late 50s into the start of the 1960s. After the Second World War, Germany was divided into four parts amongst the winning allies. The United States took one sector, Britain took one sector, France had one sector, and the Soviet Union took the final sector. This same issue was repeated within Berlin, where the capital city, although it was located within the Soviet Union's overall area of Germany, was to be divided four ways. Again, the Soviets took one area for control, but so did France, Britain and America. The three Western countries very early on started working together with their sectors and this caused huge anger in the Soviet Union who believed that the Allies were trying to force them out of Germany. As a result they decided to take action. Which brings us to the first key event of 1948 which is known as the Berlin Blockade. Berlin, as has been noted, was located in the Soviet Union's area and thus in 1948 the Soviets stopped Britain, America and France from entering Berlin by rail or road known as the Berlin Blockade. The result of the Berlin Blockade meant that those people who lived in the western sector of Berlin would soon run out of food, water and power. The Allies had to stop this and as a result they introduced what became known as the Berlin Airlift. The concept of the Berlin Airlift was simple. Planes from America, France and <coughs> the United States as well as Britain, would drop food into Berlin along with water and other essential supplies. By doing this, they helped the West Side to survive all throughout the blockade. The Soviets, although they could stop trains and planes from entering the city, could not stop planes. The only way to stop planes would have been to have shot them down, and they knew that doing so would possibly result in the start of a war. At this point, the Soviets did not have access to nuclear weapons and would not have wanted to risk this. The airlift was hugely embarrassing for the Soviet Union, and as a result, by May 1949, the blockade finished. This, however, shows that Berlin was to be a constant source of tension between the various allies. The Soviet Union got even angrier when not only did the Western allies form West Germany with their sectors, but they announced plans to have a joint currency for these areas. Stalin, the leader of the Soviet Union at the time, initially stopped any contact between West and East Berlin, but ultimately there had to be continued links between the two sites. The reality was that people crossed between East and West Berlin all the time, not only for work, but also to see family and friends. This became a particular problem for East Berlin, because standards of living were much higher than the West and the East, thousands of East Germans and others from the USSR would not only travel into West Berlin, but they would also travel from there on into West Germany and out of the Soviet control. 
The Soviet Union and East Germany were thus facing a brain drain when they were losing some of their most highly trained people, such as scientists, doctors and tradesmen. This was a scenario they could not allow to continue. The Soviets had other particular concerns about Berlin. They believed that Western spies were accessing Eastern Europe through Berlin, and they were particularly worried about West Germany's growing military. As a result, in 1958, the Soviet Union issued a, de a simple demand known as the Berlin Ultimatum. They said that America, UK and France must immediately withdraw from West Berlin. Unsurprisingly, the Allies refused to do so. In 1961, the Soviet Union again repeated their demand. America, Britain and France must pull out of West Berlin. This became known at this point as the Berlin Crisis. Later in 1961, because America, Britain and France had refused to leave Berlin, the Soviets decided to put a stop to East and West crossings and under the auspices of the East German government began building a wall that would divide Berlin. They were particularly encouraged by President Kennedy of America's refusal to plan to stop such a move. The Berlin Wall caused huge divides. Families were to be trapped on East Germany and thus unable to see their loved ones on the west side. And although official crossing points existed, the reality was most people would not see family, some for decades. Some East Germans over the years were even killed trying to cross from east to west. The best known crossing point at the Berlin Wall was called Checkpoint Charlie. Many people argue that this was the most dangerous place in the Cold War because US and Soviet troops were located only a few hundred metres apart from each other. One stray shot could have started World War III. Ultimately, the Berlin Wall stayed up until the collapse of communism in 1989. It was strongly argued throughout that the Berlin Wall served as a huge embarrassment for the Soviet Union as it suggested that communism did not in fact deliver a happier country in which to live but one where people had to be forced to stay or would choose to leave.